0: It's Thursday at That means it's time for Sports dance Football, our weekly look at all matters involving the big ball. And, of course, for four weeks. This is the third out of the four. It's an AFLW takeover as we build towards the biggest match of the AFLW season. The Grand Final is this Saturday. Adelaide Crows against the Brisbane Lions. And of course, only one person I want to share the excitement of the build-up with, and that is of course uh, for Man All-Ireland the winner, Cards and player Joanne Doonan. And Joanne, it's hard to believe, I think it's 11 weeks ago we first chat- started chatting to each other. We finally reached the Grand Final.
1: I know, it definitely feels like um time plays when you're having fun. But it, it definitely has been a, a quick season, what feels like it. And um, just very exciting each week. Looking forward to, to every Wednesday coming on and chatting about the previous weekend. Like, uh, I'll be sad for it to come to an end. But uh, but no, what a fantastic year it has been. And fantastic standards have set. Um, and hopefully it'll maintain over the next few years.
0: And it has been. Well, people will look at Adelaide and Brisbane and say... Two of the established names in the final, it was the journey there was anything but that. We had four teams on seven and two after the regulation ladder period. Uh, Games are hard to call week to week, and there were some mighty performances and some mighty results.
1: Yeah, like I think, um, definitely at the start of the year, you probably would have put these two teams, maybe, I suppose, in around the top six, like for, but for, I suppose, the the top two teams that come. and kind of hold the ground was a fantastic credit to them and like you said they haven't had a an easy run at it I suppose Brisbane a wee bit easier than uh, Adelaide but like you said looking at the two teams they've heaps of experience and they've been here I think Brisbane's been here three times before I think this is Adelaide's fourth time so you'd be looking at them thinking Jesus they're well prepared for it anyway but I think when you look at Adelaide they kind of seem to have kept a lot of their players over the last few years and there's kind of like a good base group that have been with the club and whereas Brisbane I feel are relatively new with regards of massive turnovers of players each year like, so it's definitely interesting and it's, it's probably a credit to the Brisbane club that they've been successful so much having such a big turnover but now it's definitely leading up to an exciting final.
0: It Will be an exciting final. We'll be talking more about that a bit, and of course, also Joanne and the Irish side of things to get to be clear versus Tipperary.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it, it's brilliant. Like, even when it was the, the prelim finals, it was fantastic, regardless of what way it was going to work, that there was going to be Irish in the final. And uh, as you said, it's great to see Orla and Eilish um, representing there. Like, so it's just fantastic. Like, they're, they're doing everybody proud over here and setting the standards. So, it, it's fantastic to see.
0: Well we'll talk about that in a bit but of course we're going to go uh, back to last week first two intriguing preliminary finals as well there were always hard games to call Joanne anyway I don't. Think, I think there's very few people that would have said Adelaide and Brisbane were going to win these two and of course uh, Adelaide got the job done and the demons even though we'd gone the other way while Brisbane and Colleen about five more minutes who knows what could have happened
1: God I know we'll probably talk about it in the game but Jesus uh, like you said two good games and I suppose from my point of view, I definitely think uh, I would have thought Melbourne would have kind of I suppose put it up to Adelaide a wee bit more but maybe like we had said the week before that they had that week off Adelaide did that might have given them time to, to reset to freshen up the legs and kind of give them focus to what they need to do to to jail that wee bit better and kind of put away teams easier so they definitely seem to come out and do that uh, against Melbourne whereas like you said with Collingwood and Brisbane oh my god what, what a fight to the end like and Sometimes you kind of I know personally like if if you were going into a final you'd rather have a tough semi final behind you to kind of set you up and kind of suppose give you that wee bit of confidence that you look we've we'll come over that wouldn't be putting yourself or getting too confident like so it's probably an advantage to to Brisbane in that sense but yeah fantastic games like. Edge of the state stuff again, and um, Jesus that that last goal from Brazil and um, for Collingwood was uh, that centre bounce. I was like, what is going to happen here? But it was it was a fantastic game.
0: It was indeed. Just going back to the first one as well. Even as you touched on there, Adelaide looked a bit fresher, and I felt myself that Melbourne just never really got into the game.
1: Yeah, like like we think, you know you're looking at, I'm um, oh, sorry, I can't remember her name. I'm off with the Australian girl's names, but the one where she turned it over and she was hitting it and it hit the post, just things like that, that you're kind of looking and it's like, things weren't going a actually, yeah. Days. So, yeah, yeah. And it's it's just kind of, Trying to kind of see the, the momentum never really flew with them and like I said those wee silly things that was just falling on a plate for Adelaide and you just kind of seen their confidence kind of build and build while Melbourne kind of started to drop the heads that wee bit more. Um, I think looking at you know Adelaide's kind of centre their mids are you know, Aaron Phillip, Anne Hatchard, Ebony Murnoff and all you're just kind of thinking Jesus they kind of dominated through and I think Melbourne kind of lost it a wee bit in there but look the kind can hold their heads high, like it was still a fantastic uh, season for them. After kind of like you said, a ropey start, like so, it's unfortunate. Like you said, say Sinead and Emmons, maybe they would have made a difference. Even Daisy Pierce, they can influence that kind of final. But look, I, I definitely think there'll be a team that'll be to be around for another few years.
0: Yeah, I think the couple of injuries might have caught up with them as well. And we talked about yeah. the importance a couple of weeks ago of even that week off with the uh, the Tice fixture schedule of this competition. And I was up watching it live on Saturday. And after that game, I was like, I was fearing for Collingwood. I know they won't forgive me saying that because I've commented myself about potential tiredness in Collingwood before. And then they go out and go 14 nil up and I'm kind of going, oh, we're, back. we're making another cup of coffee. This is going to be good.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Like when you're looking at it, like, Kinda had just come out and they were so like you kind of looked oh God you know this is going to be a walk over here like and then I suppose it was one of them things and you see the mentality of the Brisbane girls that you know it wasn't they weren't forgiven up and it was definitely one of them games it was very tit for tat and it could have went either way like you said and I think that Brisbane kind of just kept that wee bit more composure and addressed a few players that kind of needed a wee bit more attention uh, the likes of Jamie Lambert like that first like that first goal that she got like from a turnover herself, and at such a tight angle like I was kind of thinking God they're on today like so it was definitely one of them games that like you said another five minutes it could have definitely went either way
0: because it was like that second quarter, Brisbane hit four goals. They were dominating or O'Dwyer among the goal scorers as well. But Collingwood mm-hmm. managed to get themselves back into the game. I think they briefly got themselves in front as well. And yeah. as, even as we touched on there as well, if there was another quarter another five minutes, you wouldn't know what way it would have gone because Brisbane, in their defence too, kept hitting back when Collingwood came back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there was just so many people that you were kind of looking at and so many positions. Like I think, Hollywood kind of went into it too long of spells. I think, with without with kind of retaliating to Brisbane scores. And like I said, it was the second story quarter. They were very quiet. But like you said, they came back fighting. And you can tell the tenacity of a lot of the girls that they were kind of like, look, we haven't given up here. And I think you've seen that from the likes of Brianna Davy. I think her stats was something ridiculous that game again. Just setting standard for the rest of the girls. And you could kind of see them pulling together. And I suppose even the likes of Sebastian Sheridan going off, uh, injured, you know, one less player to have that rotation by. It kind of does have a week in a knock gone. But like you said, towards even the last five minutes, like you said, you kind of just tell Jesus Brisbane definitely aren't gonna have that easy here. So um I Jesus was brilliant.
0: Melbourne and Collingwood, when they reflect on the season down the line, will look back and say, oh, they made progress. We, you touched on already, Melbourne, we didn't even think they'd make the top six at one stage. And Collingwood is clearly their best season ever. We have to give a shout out to Charlene Norder, who's announced her retirement. She did score a goal for Collingwood in that comeback in the third quarter. Uh, a great legend of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, she she's a fantastic player. I know she had definitely a unique kicking style. I know she crossed over from basketball, but she was a classic player and I have to say, like a very good rock. She was very influential. She you know, even watching the game, you know, you see you do see some rocks that are kind of just there for the rock and that's about it. But she got involved in, in loads of movement throughout the field and was a very good length player. Um but yeah I, I was surprised to be honest in her retirement I think she think this was just a second year as well. But um but like I said a fantastic player uh, for the game and great representation for any girls looking to go on to be a rock
0: and of course also inspiring Collingwood to that great season they've had as well let's go our moments and matches of the week I suppose match of the week is there a competition here or is it is, is there one match standing out over the other
1: yeah I definitely think the, the one match the him with Brisbane game is definitely a standout just for how tight it was but generally just a very good standard of it and we both showed glimpses of Absolute class and just kind of how the standard of the AFLW game has improved over the last few years. Yeah, it was a fantastic game.
0: And there's a lot of Australian commentators commenting on that as well, Joanne, the standard even standing out even more this year. I know last year got a bit disrupted with the uncertainty near the end and the course of the season being called off. But the AFLW, it's only four or five years in existence in its current form. And you can see COVID might slow down the progress a little bit, but you can see this becoming even bigger in the next five years.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I, think, I suppose when it was starting up, you know, there was girls that hadn't played football, you know, maybe in over ten years. Like they were coming back to start it up again. And I suppose now that there is a pathway, and you know, there's underage coming through, and right from under 18th, right into the the VFL or the the actual AFL setup. You know, you can see the girls like the even the levels of skills and things like that. It is, is just kind of. It keeps kind of raising each year and like, like with that kind of comes better coaching ability to kind of you know, get their point across and girls a better understanding of the game having played in it, you know, since they we were young and um, it's definitely getting a lot more tactically and free flowing than, than even from last year uh, I would definitely notice the difference so uh, it's brilliant to see and hopefully it just keeps improving and improving.
0: We certainly will look forward to enjoy, into watching it over the next couple of years and of course Saturday's game moment of the week
1: my moment of the week probably was a toss-up between Orla Dwyer's goal or Jamie Lambert's goal. I, I just thought that the, the work rate of Jamie Lambert just kind of set the tone in the first uh, quarter to kind of get a turnover inside 50 and just to kind of get that goal over was fantastic. But likewise, Orler Dwyer's goal, for just kind of running on, reading the kind of break ball. And I suppose... It's- especially at such a kind of important stage in the game. I thought of it, it was a massive kind of set in stone and it was brilliant to see Orly get on, on the scoreboard.
0: It was a fabulous goal as well. And of course, so was Jamie and Ruby Schleicher afterwards. Two attacks, two goals, giving them the perfect start. You mentioned my moment of the week already. I was that Brianna Tarrant hitting the post because it was so important. A lot was going on in the game at the time. It was low scoring. Melbourne needed a kick. It needed something. And when that hit the post, you just started to get the feeling it wasn't going to be their day and it's the way it materialised. Yes, Michelle, uh, they, got, they got back in, they got a, a score later on, I think it was Kate Hoare, but it just never, never really got into the contest as we touched later on and that was a big moment of the match.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I think, yeah, you were kind of saying that Jesus, maybe it just wasn't their day, like when you think, see things like that happen and you don't like to see teams drop the head, but um, yeah, when you look back in hindsight, it kind of might have been a big moment like you said, so definitely.
0: Now for Irish Player of the Week we had four contenders who was your selection?
1: Um, Like you said there's several girls that definitely made their mark and I suppose I'm going to stick probably stick to the Brisbane-Collywood game and I have to give Orla credit like I just felt like she was so influential you know she pinpointed some very good passes that link just from back straight into the inside 50s that uh, I just thought her work rate and everything was fantastic. You know, she was up in 11 11 disposals. So I have to say, I I feel that Orla deserves it this week.
0: I have to agree with you completely as well. The goal, her work rate, 11 disposals as well and playing a key role in Brisbane the victory. And of course, we mentioned it didn't happen for Melbourne. Ashton at the injury. It didn't happen for Wood. So Orla O'Dwyer gets my pick as well. So two points for Orla O'Dwyer. What will happen next week for those of you following uh, our Irish player of the year in association with Joanne and Fitness is that the points will be added up next week. We, of course, we have two players fighting for votes next week if there's any ties Joanne will uh, split the vote and I don't want to say anything now you can check sportscast.ie if you want the latest leaderboard but uh, Olo Dwyer getting two points she is in the mix that's all I can tell you she hasn't <laughs> won it yet but she is in the mix <laughs> and, Joanne as we said it's a final we don't expect we'll disappoint it will be intriguing two experienced teams even if there's a few personnel changes as you touched on already with the Brisbane side of things and it'll be a game to save you.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's a, it's going to be a tough one to call and I suppose a lot of people will be looking at Adelaide having been there uh, the past few years, but I definitely think that this Brisbane team is a, a force to be reckoned with. They have a, a lot of young guns that are kind of lo- looking to put their mark down and uh, I suppose nothing's guaranteed just because you have that wee bit of experience. However, I would say the, the likes of the experience with the Adelaide team, like I've mentioned before, you know, Aaron Phillips... Uh, Anne Hatchard, Ebony Marnoff, you know, are all like fantastic, fantastic players. And Chelsea Randall, you know, girls that you're kind of seeing that they've no sign of letting up anytime soon. So, regardless, I suppose, of age or experience, um, uh, it's definitely going to be come down to the the last wire I would imagine um, and maybe people would say that the experience might shine through with the likes of Nerves and things like that but again I think Brisbane they seem to be a very very good club very tactically minded you know if they can kind of keep them girls a wee bit on the wraps that I definitely think the likes uh, of Davidson up in the forward line for Brisbane is is definitely someone that Adelaide would be looking to stop as well, you know. So there's equally just as many people that have to stop as Adelaide do. So really, really looking forward to it. And like you said, it's it's definitely not going to disappoint it at it.
0: Let's talk about Adelaide first. Of course, you've mentioned a lot of big names there as well, and you also mentioned one, two days the big news of the week: Chelsea Randall not going to be involved. Concussion rules in place after the um, collision she had with Lisa McNamara from Melbourne in the preliminary final. Two, she's the co-captain, triple all Australian. It's a massive blow for Adelaide.
1: Yeah, yeah. Funny, I should think I only seen that before I come on the call. Like, like you said, you've still them girls involved in the panel, but that's a massive blow. Regardless, you know, and I'd say like something so simple, I suppose it's just kind of as uh, football goes from a Brisbane perspective, you'd be thinking without being mean, you'd be thinking happy days, you know, she's, she's probably one of the main players for them. And um, I suppose it's just like I said, the way football goes and she'd still have a massive role to play. Uh, regards to getting the girls kind of in the right zone and in the right frame of mind but I suppose you've seen that the likes of Melbourne when Daisy Pierce and Emmons went off you know they won the next two games so who knows it might give them that wee bit of extra I suppose buzz and kind of pump up that they they can't be complacent and think that they're they're gonna do it so uh, maybe it's a good thing for them but yeah yeah massive massive miss for for this again
0: concussion is becoming such a big talking point in sport such an important issue as well and I I just want to make this point too because credit to Chelsea Randall they have not been contesting this they've not been trying to get a loophole in the system to get into the grand final as well she's spoken in an interview in Australian and newspaper during the week about seeing a male player die a week after being cussed in a match as well you know it's just making a statement as well while she's, she's disappointed and of course she'd love to be playing the match she sees the bigger picture here as well and understands that she has to step aside with this one
1: Jesus yeah I didn't see that but that, that is fantastic like and she is such a, a massive role model to so many like over there on the far like that for someone like that to come out and say that it just kind of emphasises the importance of your health I know like like especially even over in Ireland you know, unless you have a limb hanging off, you're not coming off, like, and sometimes you just kind of have to think of the bigger picture and like, especially concussion. And I think definitely more awareness, especially over here needs to be brought about it and how it can affect your day to day life. Like, and even having several concussions a year, it's not something to be, you know, laughed about or think, you know, it really is something that you need to get checked out and need to kind of know and understand the significance of it. And it's one thing that I have to say credit to the FLW and the kind of, I suppose, physios and medical teams over there, that they are very serious, regardless of what, be it a head injury or an ankle injury, a hand injury, they're, they're very serious about what to do. And They're not going to risk anything regardless of what's at stake. So uh, it's brilliant, brilliant to see and brilliant for that standard to be set.
0: Joanne, you're a player out in the field that played there, and you've plenty of experience of dealing with Australia as well as dealing with Ireland too. But even for myself, as a journalist covering over 20 years of Gaelic games and all that, even these 12 weeks, I feel I've learned so much about sport just following the AFLW that I hope benefits my job uh, when we go back focusing on the games in Ireland as well. Just regards the attitudes as well, the things like matches mm-hmm. having to be changed, this concussion issue in Chelsea Randall uh, stepping out like of don't get me wrong before. Uh, listeners are giving out a lot of Irish players would do the exact same thing as well but it's very very where you hear that being said in Ireland across many sports
1: yeah 100% like, and I think I suppose you, you see at home and you probably notice it as well in journalism that there, there has been a lot more media attention around uh, even the likes of GAA but you know especially I suppose female athletes and you know there's a lot more coverage of everything nowadays that you know, people have the platform and people, I suppose, don't even realise, you know, I kind of probably talk a while even whenever I come home about wee silly things and somebody said to me in the county board, was just like, well, you know, you're a role model, like, you know, and I was kind of, you know, you don't think about it, but because you're kind of exposed to these things that it is wee things that you have to think about, like how are you going to, you know, I suppose, react to certain situations and with regards to injuries, things like that, are you going to like, you know, uh, with the likes of the team be like are you going to be that person that kind of is in the headlines for all the wrong reasons for the likes of like concussion and things like that that you're just going to be i i think i can't i think it was the 42.ie had a fantastic article about concussion and it was just brilliant to kind of see the the likes of players coming out and talking about it because it actually raised my awareness a lot myself about how it can affect you, and I, I I didn't realize. And like you said, you just learn from every sport, and I've definitely learned a lot of with regards to medical conditions. And oh, I know whenever I went out, my calves were a while tight, but they were always tight at home. But I just kind of assumed this was this was normal. So I got a big understanding that you know usually you know if you feel pain, you're not meant to play through it. So so, uh, I'll definitely definitely take that on board, especially when we're home as well, and advise girls to do the same.
0: Yeah, I'll have a look up the link of that article because I remember forty two the ie. and for anybody listening there, whether you're playing, whether you're involved with a team or even a family member supporter, be aware of that. It is a big issue at the moment and it's right this. we're looking at it. Let's go back to the grand final. Does Chelsea Randall uh, being out of the game open the door for Ailish Considine who seems to have been on the wrong side of selection for Adelaide this year?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think she another concussion like you know uh, sorry She she got concussed earlier in the year, and I suppose like anything that is going well, it's very hard to get your place back on it, like So, but like I said, Eilish we would have played around the mids as well and into the back. So you'd be kind of hoping that to be looking at her. I know she's been an emergency for the last few weeks. So look, hopefully this could be another chance for her to get a get a uh game and she's played in the grand final before so they'll be looking at her like that and that's her nerves and things like that mightn't be up as much as maybe the first year. And for her they get a goal in the first year, what a like a fairy tale story like. So hopefully hopefully we will see an appearance and it, like you said, it's just fantastic to see two Irish representing them in the grand final it's brilliant to see like
0: She will be a great ace for Adelaide to pull out of the pack. But of course, even we've talked about some of the big names already. We've done so much talking about Ebony Marinoff, but nobody can deny that she is an absolutely fantastic footballer, regardless of what what, what happened with Breed, Stack, Gerland, Deere. Anne Hatcher has really stepped up in the last few games as well. And of course, Aaron Phillips pretty much took the preliminary final against Melbourne by the scruff of the deck in the opening half and put Adelaide in the driving seat.
1: Yeah yeah I think uh, nobody can deny the class of Erin Phillips like and I suppose another talk about role model for everybody in any sport like she is. She's a fantastic athlete like and fantastic attitude towards football and I think she was up there she top scorer of the all the whole AFL seasons the whole year through so oh, she's a fantastic player but you have to, even the length players I can't Burton I know she came from Western Bulldogs and things that they have and you can imagine them girls coming in new like playing with the likes of Aaron Phillips and Anne Harcher and them girls that would kind of bring you up it's just amazing I can, and it would be a brilliant experience and you can only imagine that they, they'd be bringing on the young girls as much because they just seem I suppose as good role models and leaders as they come across so um, there's definitely I think we'll, it'll definitely help them at the weekend having that kind of I suppose composure and experience that you know we've been here before we can do this kind of thing so yeah fantastic fantastic when you're looking at paper what Adelaide have
0: yeah even just Michelle Martin there in her third quarter performance coming back to me they're doing the donkey work as well uh, to create opportunities to make sure that Adelaide kept on top let's talk about Brisbane we there's lots of changes, as you mentioned earlier on, from even their last appearance in, in the final in 2018 as well. But it's a credit to the club because, I geographically, they're always playing in small grounds. You have the Queensland heat. They're always uh, big tra- travelling on the road. I think it's a credit first that they're keeping the game as strong as it is, uh, even if they've yet to actually get a hand on a championship victory. Yeah, definitely.
1: Like I know we talk about like things. For us uh, Irish going out to play in Australia but like it's it's that big of a country you have to climatize the different climates within the country like and like you said even the likes of how they over that was meant to be a home game against Collingwood and then they had to go down to Melbourne like the still come out winning like so it's definitely a credit to their team and their attitude of them and the whole club as a whole but some fantastic players that have been brought in I suppose yeah you're looking at the turnover but you know some, uh, some of the, the girls like Ali Anderson Emily Bates things like that that have had massive markers down um, for Brisbane. And they're definitely not a team that are going to be reckoned with. I I feel like they're, they're not going to let the occasion get to them too much. Like you said, they've kind of had a lot of hype around them. And like you said, because they're kind of the only team up there, I suppose, they'd have a lot of support behind them. and It's definitely a recipe for a fantastic
0: game. It certainly is as well. And not just that. Like We've talked about Brisbane over the course of the year to adapt their game when need be. They've stepped up in the big matches, even if they've had a couple of poor displays as well. Two names that have really stood out for me this season, and again, they were to the fourth. Crucial moments in the second and fourth quarter of the last day are Dakota Davidson, and she's only 22, I learned, during the week, and Greta Body. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Davidson. said, even after watching her and, fuck, you just see the passion after she sort of scored some of them goals, you know. And like you said, she's only 22 and the composure after the she missed the kind of forced attempt and then uh, got the second from a mark. Just, you know, you're seen how much it means to likes of them girls. And like you said, like them girls that's coming up through the ranks, that already setting the standard even though they're still so young um, so it's brilliant brilliant to see and like you said yeah and even Hudder there as well in the forward line like there, there's some fantastic players that like we said Brisbane are very good at kind of I suppose tactically and kind of picking out players that they need to kind of take out of the game but likewise they have some they can worry about their own game just as much as in because there's some fantastic players that other teams would be definitely having to try and outmark as well so yeah brilliant brilliant forward line
0: you mentioned Emily Bates and Ali Anderson in the middle too. You just With that strong Adelaide midfield and their ability to step up in a big game as well, can Brisbane win the midfield battle? And if they're going to struggle in any way, what can they do to bypass that to make sure that they get that ball into the forwards?
1: Yeah, I suppose I was looking at a few stats. Nearly all of Adelaide players have a higher ranking on the uh, on the champion data ranking, but even with the likes of clearances, like Ebony Marinoff was up to 46 clearances and the next top was Ali Anderson at 28 for Brisbane, you know, so if they can start the likes of Emily Marinoff and I suppose cutting out them clearances you'd be kind of thinking that whether they have a better read of the kind of rock or their ruck kind of probably has a massive role to play in all this as well, that if they can get that kind of pass down to one of their players to kind of get the clearances on their behalf uh, it will be massive for them and um, yeah I, I think like you said in like most games you know it is usually one round the middle and that will probably be the biggest challenge for uh, Brisbane but like you said if you stop the likes of Ebony Moranoff I know Aaron Phillips does rotate into the forward line too so as long as everybody knows whenever the they are back in, and usually for the centre bounces, uh, they do kind of keep the same players in round it. So if they have that well trained up and and know what they have to do against Adelaide for that, I, I think they they can kind of. I, I I'm not going to go as far as say keep them quiet, but they can minimise I suppose the damage that they they're definitely capable of doing.
0: We talked about English Constellation already. Now regards to the match, we haven't talked about Ollie Orly yet. a will be more likely on the wing. We'll move around a bit. How big an influence can she have in this contest?
1: Yeah, well, then I think she's did it very well uh, throughout the contest so far. Like you know, you can see her fitness levels and her, her speed has just been fantastic. But uh, I suppose as as a line, I suppose knowing your role and not kind of getting sucked into the play is a massive thing. But I think she does it so well, and she links up really, really well, like um, with between the backs and the forwards. And I think that for her is just kind of use her speed and use that kind of fitness to kind of I suppose keep keep Adelaide under the pump and kind of. I suppose, in one aspect, make her player feel like she can't leave Orla and have to mark her, um, but also let, not let her player get the sniff. But uh, she, she is a fantastic player, and it's just probably a matter of her kind of getting on the ball more because she, she does seem to do really well and picks out um, really good passes when she does get it. So um, she's a fantastic girl to kind of get on the ball. So as long as she just keeps involved in the game, she'll be, she'll be doing well.
0: Well, we can't wait. Five o'clock Saturday morning, Irish time, the Adelaide Oval. Of course, if you listen to us in Australia, two o'clock Eastern time, 1.30 local time. Joanne, the question is, who is going to win the Crows or the Lions?
1: Oh God, this is a really hard one. I do feel like the experience of Adelaide could, could help them, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go for Brisbane. I'm going to stick to Orla. She's been fantastic this year and uh, I'm going to stick to the, the underdogs in, in my eyes. So, uh, I'd like to see another winner so hopefully Brisbane uh, do one better this year
0: well Brisbane certainly will be deserving winners if they get over the line but we're looking forward to the game at Lake Crows setting the standard as well and it will be a final to saviour and hopefully Eilish Considine gets game time as well as we know Orla O'Dwyer will that's it here for Sports Taz Football this week I thank Joanne Dunan for joining me Darren Kelly here as well we'll be back next week for sadly our final show of this mm-hmm. before our mid-season break because Joanne will be going back to football matters we haven't even talked about that in this show but we'll talk about that next week and I'll be going back preparing for the return of the National Leagues in Camogie and football. This was Sports Test Football. We hope you enjoy, enjoy the show. I'm Darren Kelly and one last time thank you very much to Joanne Dunham. <laughs>
1: Thanks Darren, cheers.